Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 29th of June. Well, on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1861 and travel to Florence in Italy, where the English poet Elizabeth Barrett Browning died. Married to another poet, Robert Browning, she had become so highly regarded towards the end of her life, and she died at a young age of 55. So by 1850, the year of Wordsworth's death, she was prominently mentioned as a possible successor to the Poet Laureate ship and was a popular rival to Tennyson. She died on the morning of the 29th of June 1861 in the Casa Gidi in Florence, seemingly in ecstasy in her beloved's arms. Telling her husband of her love for him she gave him her blessing and smilingly, happily, and with a face like a girl's, her last words were, It is beautiful. She had a brilliant mind, and in spite of fragile health and a controlling father, she was able to constantly feed her intellect. Through her teenage years, she taught herself Hebrew so that she could read the Old Testament. And then her interests turned to Greek studies. Accompanying her appetite for the classics was a passionate enthusiasm for her Christian faith. Gripped in her younger years by reading Milton's Paradise Lost, see the pot of April the 27th, and Dante's Divine Comedy, see the pod of January the 27th, Many scholars have since traced their influence in various poems, and she became very active in the Bible and missionary societies of the church. For centuries, her family, who were part Creole, had lived in Jamaica, where they owned sugar plantations, and Elizabeth was the first in her family to be born in England for 200 years. At the age of 15, she injured her spine when she was attempting to saddle her pony, and for the rest of her life, she was physically limited. But it didn't limit either her spirit or mind. A few years later, the breaking of a blood vessel in her chest left her with a weakened constitution and a chronic cough. And she was forced to spend a year in the seaside town of Torquay to recover on the southern coast of England, accompanied by her brother, who tragically drowned later that year while sailing. Browning returned home emotionally broken, and becoming an invalid and a recluse, she spent the next five years in her bedroom at her father's home in London. However, she continued writing, and made her name known in literary circles by publishing The Seraphim and Other Poems. This long poetic drama of 78 pages presents the conversation of two angels in heaven retelling portions of the Old and the New Testament and commenting on the crucifixion that was then taking place. However, her fame extended beyond literary circles with a collection entitled simply Poems and this made her one of the most popular writers in the country and inspired the poet Robert Browning to write to her. He wrote, 
I love your verses with all my heart, dear Miss Barrett. Praising the fresh, strange music, the affluent language, the exquisite pathos, and the true new brave thought. He was six years her junior, and they exchanged over 500 letters over the next 20 months. Their romance was bitterly opposed by her tyrannical father, who did not want any of his children to marry. And so the couple secretly married in Marybone and eloped and settled in Florence, Italy, where Elizabeth's health improved and she bore a son, Robert Widerman Browning. Her father never spoke to her again. Her work was so prolific that she is now known as a romantic poet through her sonnets, but also as an early feminist poet through Aurora Lee and a religious poet. She says in her writing, We want the sense of the saturation of Christ's blood upon the souls of our poets, that it may cry through them in answer to the ceaseless wail of the sphinx of our humanity, expounding agony into renovation. She believed that Christ's religion is essentially poetry, poetry glorified. And in the correspondence that she kept with the Reverend William Mary, from 1843 to 1844, on predestination and salvation by works, she identified herself as a Congregationalist. I am not a Baptist, but a Congregational Christian, in the holding of my private opinions. Towards the end of her life, she became fascinated by spiritualism and the occult. She is probably most fondly remembered for her love sonnets, which at her husband's insistence, were included in her second edition of poems. As a result, her popularity increased, as well as her critical regard, and her artistic position was confirmed. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth and the breadth and the height my soul can reach, when feeling out of sight, for the ends of being an ideal grace. I love thee to the level of every day's most quiet need by sun and candlelight. I love thee freely as men strive for right. I love thee purely as they turn from praise. I love thee with the passion put to use in my old griefs and with my childhood's faith. I love thee with a love I seem to lose with my lost saints. I love thee with the breath, smiles, tears of all my life. And if God choose, I shall but love thee better after death. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Join us tomorrow if you can, as we look at the life of Sister Noella Marcelino, who has become internationally famous as the Cheese Nun. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Visit us for more information on www.pogp.net and if you'd like to contact us to request a topic or ask any questions, then email the show on pogppod at gmail.com. Have a lovely day wherever you are and thanks for listening.